This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. Good afternoon. This is Lock and Load, and joining me now is the professor... From the student yes, of the gun, that right. would be that would be Paul Markle. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to you, my friend. So you just celebrated how many views on this video that I saw referenced? Well, in, uh, yeah. The, the the crazy thing is, well, that's a series. Uh, we did a, a series called the Saigon Report, and the reason I did it was because it, it, it occurred to me a few years ago that the new generation didn't know what I knew. Uh, when I say when I say that, I grew up in the post-Vietnam era. I mean, I was alive while the war was going on, and so were you. So, uh, you know, when I was 15, 16, I started reading Soldier of Fortune and Eagle and Gung Ho and all these magazines. And a lot of the authors were veterans. A lot of the authors. I mean, you know, you, Colonel Bob Brown and, and all those guys. And, and I would read stories by these guys who were Vietnam veterans and they talked about the hardware and they talked about the AR-15 and you're like, no, it's an M-16. It's like, calm down, <laughs> untwist your panties, hippie. <laughs> it was an AR-15 before it was an M-16. Uh, and anyway, so I mean, I, I, had a, I felt like I had a pretty solid foundation in knowledge and then I, you know, became Marine and carried a 1911 A1 and, you know, all that jazz. And, you know, I, I was uh, I was on an M60 gun team when I was on the Marine Detachment. And so a lot of that stuff, though, has been lost. And people that are my kids' age, you know, that they it's like talking about World War One or whatever, you know. So we did, you know, I decided to have some fun. And, and I kind of cosplayed, you know, I went out and I, and I got period-appropriate everything, the uniform, the load-bearing gear, uh, and we did a series discussing some of the, the you know, weapons that were used during the Vietnam War, uh, during that 10-year period. And we put it out, called it Saigon Report, and, and we, you know, we put it on all of our socialist media stuff. We put it on our own personal channel, and then we put it on YouTube, and then we put it on Facebook, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of weird how things are. You, you know, I'm sure you know this. You might have a topic, you think, man, this is a hot topic, everyone's going to be excited, let's do it, and then you get crickets, you know. And, and then there's other times, I don't know about you, but we'll put something out, and I'll just do it as a lark, 
and we got a hundred thousand views on it. And I'm like, what? Hard. It's hard to gauge what's going to be big and what isn't. Oh, you can't. It's almost impossible to gauge what people want. Well, you know, we put that out there, and the the ironically enough, or strangely enough, Facebook was the was our biggest draw. It was way over YouTube, and then we had you know we had our own platform, and we had the juicy thing, and then recently, it caught fire on YouTube, and we've had. We had, we had some partners that worked with us. Brownells worked with us and Century Arms worked with us on the AKs and Spikes Tactical worked with us on the M79 Thumper. And, uh, well, we put out a press release that the series had been viewed over three million times. Well, that, that's total for the seven episodes combined. There's over three million views. And now that you and I are talking, it's actually over six. It's actually about 7 million views of the series. Now. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it, it's, it's, I think it's a lot of fun. They're, they're not really, you know, they're 5 to 10 minutes max each video. Uh, and it's just something that information people might not know, or especially younger people. Well, that doesn't surprise me with the younger people part, because the younger people don't really know too much of nothing, do they? Well, that's true. They have every piece of information at their fingertips, and they know nothing. That's the crazy thing. Indeed. I the, still got to work. Information superhighway. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to get to to make a... Uh, so should I make a, a bug-out bag or a get-home bag? Which should it be? Well, uh, you know, yes and no, or both, or, or you know, whichever. And... If you want to jump into that, are, are we close to a break? Is it if we are? I no, 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 off of, no, no, no. We got about four minutes. Or no, we okay. got about we got about, yeah, we got about three three minutes. <laughs> but if we talk a little bit more, we'll only have two. Indeed. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, you and I last time we talked, we talked about the the B B O B, the big bug out bag, right? And I guess, and and our premise was. If you all of your stuff is at your house, why are you leaving your house? You know, and and we we asked ourselves, where are you going? You know, we posed that question to ourselves and to our audience. Okay, so you have a quote bug out bag or a get home bag or whatever. The first question you need to ask is, where am I going or where am I planning to go? And from a, a normal standpoint, I don't know if it's a normal, but whatever. The most common standpoint is you people are like, oh, there's the power's out and so forth, and I'm going to grab my bag and I'm going to walk into the woods and build a log cabin or some crazy thing or something like that. Uh, but there are times when you would need to get out of your house and leave it behind. Even though it's not generally a great idea, there really are times. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was hurricanes, you know, or, or flooding. You know, it doesn't matter how much stuff's in your house. If the hurricane comes and it's going to put five feet of water in your living room, you probably should go. Uh, But there are other reasons. And after we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the other reasons. We, I I was in the middle of something yesterday. I I went out. My son is about to start a new job. And the kind of pants that he wants are like black military-style pants and BDU-type pants. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, I went to the Army Navy store and bought some proper cargo pocket pants, right? By proper, 
Yep. And while we're there, all of a sudden coming blowing in was like this just supercell storm that just occurred. Now, it wasn't a big issue for me, but everybody was, I mean, there was a lot of flash flooding going on. This is why I drive a truck. I got that clearance. Threw it into four-wheel mm-hmm. drive. I got home, but I mean, I was beat half to death with uh, with hail with hailstones. And uh, a lot of people were trying to take shelter like a, there was a hurricane coming in. Parking underneath overpasses. And I was like, okay, what did they see that I didn't see? But then I realized in the back of my car, all I have in the back of my car is uh, cold bags for when I go grocery shopping. Mm. So I'm thinking I need a get-home bag. There you go. So, uh, you know, there you go. We, we, we need to talk about that. Uh, we need to talk about this book that uh, you're talking about that is coming out and everything else, because that sounds like that's going to be very entertaining. So that's where we're going with the uh, – I just watched the trailer you sent me. Yeah, the Black Aut- Black Autumn is the name of the book, and it's it's been out for a while. So, uh, the the dirty little secret that I that I was made aware of at Christmas time was that they were going to make it into a TV series, and uh, we can talk about that whenever you want. All right. Well, when is when is the series coming out, or is it out now? Uh, no, the series isn't out yet. They just they just I think it was this week released the trailer. And so they're 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 doing that strategic marketing program that that uh, people smarter than everybody, you everybody and I does online. They're crowdsourcing, are they? They're crowdsourcing yeah, they're, their funding. Yeah. Okay. I'm hey, I'm good with that. Uh, the professor, you can find his stuff at studentofthegun.com. That is a gateway to media. It is a gateway to trauma kits. It's a gateway to training. It's a gateway to a whole lot of stuff. Studentofthegun.com. You can find him. He's got. He's on. He's on video. He's on audio. He writes. He's everywhere. One of the most ubiquitous yes. personalities in the gun talker segment, if you will. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. One China expert says they, of course, will never admit to something like that. Well, what does China know that we don't? When it comes to global food shortages, China is the canary in the coal mine. You see... China is the world's number one food importer. They rely on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. So they can't afford to mess ups or there will be riots, civil panic, or even worse, when over a billion people can't eat. What does that mean for Americans like you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why it's a smart idea to stock up on a kit of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. The kits are compact and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. Right now, you can get 10% off your purchase of 4 Patriots Survival Food by typing in the code LOCKLOAD at checkout. Just go to 4Patriots.com, use the code LOCKLOAD to get 10% off your first purchase of 4 Patriots Survival Food. That's 4Patriots.com, use code LOCKLOAD. 
right, welcome back. And I am talking with Paul Markle, student of the gun, and we've been talking about uh, this video that they had out and all these other things in this uh, series that's coming out and just an experience I had yesterday. And so, like, with a get-home bag, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing is, well, let's do a quick setup. Uh, the the Black Autumn series, for those, and I'm sure a good percentage of your audience is already familiar, familiar with it, uh, was written by my good friend uh, Jeff Kirkham, okay. who is a uh, U.S. Army Special Forces retired veteran, and uh, my other friend Jason Ross. And the, the I know kind of the cool thing about that was uh, Jeff gave me a manuscript to proof about four years ago, <laughs> and it was titled Black Autumn. And uh, so I, I was one of the, the few, first people to, to get a look at the at the book, and it's like, wow, uh, this thing is going to be something. And, and it has turned into something. It really has turned into something. If you go to Amazon and you look up uh, Black Autumn by Jeff Kirkham and Jason Ross, right now there's one, two, ten freaking books in the series. So there's, it's a lot. And it's not surprising uh, that they're making it into a television series. Yeah, are you familiar with the, the uh, series The Chosen? I have heard of it. Apostles? Well, it's the same production company. The same production company that did the very successful series The Chosen is doing this. And they're not calling it Black Autumn. They're calling it Homestead, uh, which is it's interesting to me. But the the, the whole Black Autumn thing and the Black Swan event, you, we talked about that a little bit off air. You're like, what? what is that? Um, a Black Swan event might also be referred to as like a perfect storm. It's a situation that changes the world, whether it's the assassination of, you know, Archduke Ferdinand uh, in Austria, Hungary, which, the, you know, ended up. The truth is nobody knew who, or cared who that guy was. Uh, but that was the that was the catalyst that started us down World War One, and what I don't know how many, how many million people died in World War One uh, just from that little thing. So a Black Autumn event could be could be anything. It went, I mean, it could be a a really bad storm on one coast, like a, and it could be a financial crisis, it could be a collapse, it could be a banking collapse where people lose faith in the banking system. But that would never happen, would it, Bill? Oh, no, never. <laughs> that would never happen. Uh, you know, how many times do we have to play this game uh, in the United States where, where the, the, the banking system collapses, where people lose faith in the banks? Uh, so, black, you know, a black swan event could be any kind of a, of a life-changing or a world-altering event, you know, whether it's a nuclear strike. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. If a nuclear weapon went off, not in America, not in the United States, but anywhere on planet Earth, anywhere. Right. You know, what do you think the reaction of the normies around you would be as soon as it hit CNN, as soon as it hit their phone? They would think it was coming for them. They would freak, yeah. right? And the vast majority of them are not prepared, and so they would do what we what scared normies do. <laughs> they would flood the gas stations and flood the WalMarts and flood the freaking, you know, they'd flood the freaking grocery stores and buy everything they could, max their credit cards out for toilet paper or whatever, 
like, in, like if it wasn't here, I mean, I think we can be honestly believe that that's very, you know, I mean, look what happened. We get the, the China flu and people, you know, buy out Walmart from toilet paper in a week time. It's crazy. So getting, if you, if you guys, uh, you can throw that in, I, I would suggest throw that into the, into your show notes or whatever so the people can watch it. But, uh, it's a, it's an interesting teaser. And one of the things that, uh, you and I talked about last time with the, the big bug out bag is we need to ask ourselves, where are we going and why are we leaving our home? You know, uh, and, and we talked about, well, maybe it's a flood, maybe it's a hurricane, whatever. Or uh, maybe your house gets you on fire and you got to get out. But, right. uh, you know, depending on the situation, it might be a better idea just to stay home because, Hauling a lot of stuff, you know, if you, if you went to your emergency cupboard right now and looked at all your canned goods and five gallon containers of water and what have you, that's a lot of stuff to pick up, load and move. Uh, you know, how long is it going to take you to load it? How long does it take you to move it? Do you have enough people and strength to actually move all that stuff? Yeah. You know, the answer might be no. Probably. <laughs> Probably going to be no. Yeah. Yeah, but in the uh, in the beginning of the homestead or the black autumn, and like I said, a lot of your pe- a lot of your readers or your listeners have already read the books. But uh, there's there's two things. There's a, an overseas attack on on oil production, and then there's a terroristic uh, nuclear weapon that goes off off the coast of California, and that obviously it creates an electromagnetic pulse and it creates a radioactive fallout and so on and so forth. And in the, in the teaser, it shows people in California where you shouldn't live anyway. I mean, if you're living there, you're wrong. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the mom says, go grab that bug out bag that Uncle Jim sent us. Cause we need to leave now. Now, a situation like that, I'm not going to argue with it at all. Because if you're living in a major metropolitan area, you know, Jaeger used to say, if, if you're, if your city is big enough to have a traffic copter, it's too big. <laughs> really. If, if your city has the Channel 2, Channel 4, uh, you know, whatever, live on your side traffic copter, it's you living in too big of a city. Right. Uh, our thing is HOV lane. If you're, if you're living in an area that has an HOV lane, there's too many people there, and you're in danger. Because... You are surrounded by parasites. Uh, if you don't, if your listeners don't like hearing that, it's just too damn bad. But you're surrounded by people who take, take, take and don't produce. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think that my listeners would disagree with you on that one. There's two legged parasites. Yeah. She gets into, but in that, in that, in that little, uh, trailer there, she gets into a, into a Tesla. Which I think would be a very dangerous car to be reliant on if you're uh, if you're in the middle of an electric uh, electromagnetic uh, side oh, effect, yeah. and it shows the parking lot that is the the highways out there. If you're going to egress, you want to find a you need to find a method to get out of where, wherever it is you're going. You need to find a method to get there in an expeditious manner, not. Especially being in, a, can you imagine being in an electric car in the parking lot that is these evacuation highways, and then you run out of a charge? Then what? Now what? Oh yeah, you're just you're boned. 
Oh yeah, electric cars are for retards anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, hang on right there, if you will. We're coming up on the next break. That was funny. Paul is the uh, he is the creative mind behind Student of the Gun. He and Zach and uh, Jared and everybody associated with Student of the Gun they have turned this into a media sensation. When you go to studentofthegun.com, it is the hub by which you can find all things that they are involved in, and you'd be surprised how many things they're involved in. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision. Welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unit. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. No such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate at Staccato. We know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective, confidence that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise, no sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. 
what's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. We're talking with Paul Markle, uh, having a, uh, it's sort of a roundabout talk because we're talking about getting out versus bugging in. See, I'm not going to bug out. I want to get back to, I want to get back to my little home base in my little sinecure because I'm not going to try to move all the stuff that I have. So I need to, I need to figure out what is, what are the things I need to have on hand with me if uh if if mankind starts to because i i got to see it yesterday I, when the people were parking and coming off the road and everything yeah there was water on the road okay so you get to where there isn't water on the road you go that way but they were just pulling off and just stopped moving i was like oh my god so i mean uh, it, the the issue here is not do I have the skill set to get back? I do. I have the skill set. More importantly, I have the vehicle. That goes a long way. So uh, in that event, I did manage to get back, despite all the stupidity that I was surrounded with. However, it could come down to something where I I may need a hand besides my skill at driving a vehicle. Yeah. I, I may need some stuff. So I'm just curious as to what you would recommend for a get-home bag. Well, yeah, you, you you want something that, that you don't want to, your, your primary thought shouldn't be, well, if there's a problem, the first thing I'm going to do is go to the Maverick station, go to the Shell station, go to the, you know. If your first thought is, well, I'll drive immediately to Walmart, you're going to be greeted by 10,000 panic normies. Right. And you, you don't want to be in that. That's not where you want to be. Let let the other people do the panic buying, you know. Uh, you should have cash. You should have some cash, you know, stashed in your car, whether it's in an envelope taped under the console or whatever. I had a situation uh, where I was coming through the mountains last week. And uh, and out here in the West, you need to – your gas gauge is, is not a suggestion. You know, you need to pay attention to that crap because there are areas where – you could quite literally go 45 to 50 miles between gas stations, between fuel ups. Uh, and they're not joking. And the thing is, if you run a gas, you're just out on the edge of the road hoping somebody's going to come by. 
But uh, I stopped at a uh, in a small town in the mountains to get gas, and I walked in, used the restroom, walked to the counter, and she said, "Our credit card processing is down. We're only taking cash." I was like, "Well, rock on. Give me thirty on pump seven. And she said, "All right, there we go. Bing, bang, boom." But how many people do you know that habitually don't carry cash? And then if you're like, oh, it's okay, I use my Apple Pay. <laughs> like, okay, Mr. Apple Pay. <laughs> like, that's the same, it's the same situation. If they can't process payment, electrical payment, then you ain't getting gas. You know, just simple stuff like that. I'm not telling you to keep $5,000 in your car, but, I mean, $20 of gas, even at today's crappy prices, is still going to get you down the road. Right. Uh you know, things of that nature. Uh, obviously, you want to have some self-defense tools, and that should go without saying. You should have uh, traumatic medical gear. That goes without saying. Um, you should be able to stop a traumatic or stopgap a traumatic injury. Because uh, the you know the truth of the matter is, if if everybody's panicking, I was I was the popo for a while there, and I know a little bit about emergency services. And let me tell you what: there aren't extra. The idea that, well, like, remember the uh, the Laurel and Hardy babes in Toyland? You remember that? Yes. And so when when they and they screwed up instead of making uh, six hundred one foot soldiers, they made one hundred six foot toy soldiers. Remember that? <laughs> well, and it turned out they. Well, they're not. They needed them, right? So they went to the they went to the closet or the you know the the warehouse, and they just stuck the giant keys in their backs and they wound them up. Well, people have this this illusion that there are extra EMTs and firemen and policemen and sheriffs deputies, and there's like hundreds of them just sitting around playing cards or something. And then when the crisis hit, they send them all out. Brothers and sisters, that is not the case. There are no extra cops. They have the exact number of cops that they need based on their number of calls, on the number of calls they get per year. And that's, I mean, they don't pay cops to sit around. And, and the truth is, in the United States of America right now, they can't hardly get them anyway. I'll give you a great example. A good friend of mine uh, is a captain of a sheriff's department. So he oversees the road, you know, and all that, and all the road deputies. And he got a call from a, one of their local Christian schools that said they wanted to contract sheriff's deputies to come and be security at their school. And he said, I had to tell him, I don't have extra people. I can barely cover the shifts and requirements that I have now. He said, the people have this, this weird notion that we have extra cops or extra EMTs or extra firemen, you know. Uh, when the crisis hits, what you, the, the, the small number that you have, they're going to be busy. Do you not, if your first plan is, well, I'll wait, I'll call 911, they'll come and rescue me, it's, it's going to be a triage situation, and chances are they're not coming. And if they do, it's going to be a while. Yeah. So you got to you got to keep that in mind. You know, you like could I? You know, it, everybody, you know, our magical idiot boxes that we carry around in our pockets. 
They're like, well, I don't, I just, I have my phone. All right. Magical idiot boxes. You, you're going to clone an EMT with your phone? You're going to 3D print one with your phone? Because if there's a, a genuine crisis, they're going to be preoccupied long before you dial the phone. And they'll come eventually, but they ain't coming right now. Well, you got to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah, the, the other thing is that most people, when they find something that is going sideways, all of a sudden, they're not the first ones to find it out. Everything's already in motion. So when they start calling oh, yeah. the cops, the cops are already, whatever it is they're doing, they're already doing it wherever they can do it. And they're, they're, they're not going to be, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, it's just like what, when uh, the L.A. riots happened. They, there's just not enough of them, so they pulled back. Yeah. Well, or when any of the, or la- the riots of 2020, you know, they, they were busy protecting their own freaking headquarters and, and government buildings and stuff. Uh, sorry, but your stuff's just going to burn down. That's what's going to happen. Uh, you got to, you better be ready to be a rooftop Korean. If you don't know what a rooftop Korean is, well, you should familiarize yourself. You should familiarize yourself. Indeed. So, yeah, that's that that is that's step one is you need to look at that bag and say, All right, what am I gonna put in here that's gonna allow me to be self sufficient and not have to rely on nine one one? I mean it's nice that it's there, but that's let's face facts in a real you know like, by the time you get on the phone and call the popo or the nine one one, they're like, That's a cool story, homeboy, but you're like the eighteenth person to call. So get in line. That's that's the really real world. You better be you better be in a position to make some decisive choices, huh? Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> well, we're coming up on the next break, and uh, we're talking to uh, talking to the professor, that being Paul Markle of Student of the Gun. Student of the Gun is a well, it's a lot of things. It's a training center where you can learn how to how to how to train more more uh, effectively with your weapon where you can train more economically with your weapon various ways various things various things various means the other is uh you know well there's a lot of a lot of stuff you can buy like blowout kits they have blowout kits there and the media so many media offerings to uh, steer you in the right direction so That's why you go to studentofthegun.com. Go check out the store. Go check out uh, you know the media. Check out all the stuff. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Paul Markle from Student of the Gun. We're talking about, we've been talking about a, a video they put up that uh, actually did better than you thought it was going to do. And I guess it's going to stay up for a while and it'll just keep on doing better. Is it monetized? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, uh, well, kind of. But you know, you know how, you know how YouTube is. YouTube's like, yeah, they, they figured out that we were making money a long time ago and they throttled that crap back hard. But, uh, 
No, I mean it, it's it's good. It, it's a fun series. It's it's called the Saigon Report, and it's there's seven seven separate videos, and and in each one uh, we focus on uh, a different firearm that was used during the Vietnam War era, uh, and yeah, it's just you know I, I think uh, so many things have, have changed in our world that we just assume. Like for instance, we assume that the use of polymers and high strength aluminum and so forth just always been a thing, but it hasn't. You know, it wasn't actually till the 1960s, and you know, when Gene Stoner said, "What if we used you know aircraft grade aluminum? What if we did that? And wouldn't that lighten up the gun and it would still be strong enough for for battle purposes?" And you know, even in the 80s when I was in the Marine Corps, we still had people poo poo and plastic stocks and they're like, ah, oh, it's a plastic stock. It'll never last. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever, homeboy. Uh, the, the fact is, is, you know, it's been 50 years and uh, the, the people, I, you know, people, there's still people out there, although there's, there's very, very few now they're left and they're like, oh, you know, I heard in 1965 that the, yeah, I know, I know the stories, but it's been 50 years and the, the M4 is, is a, is a, a very highly evolved and there's more of them in the United States than there ever has been. So now we had a good time with that. And I suggest, you know, whatever your favorite thing is, whether it's fascist book or whether it's YouTube or whether you're following us on jukesy.com or, you know, if you just want to go to, uh, you know, student of the gun.com and start looking up, you know, searching uh, the Saigon report, it's there. And we had a great time doing it. So, while we have recapped that, the other thing that I need to recap before we go, because I need to go buy, I need to go put one of these things together. I found out how bad yesterday is, like, do you have a, at studentofthegun.com, do you have like a, a recommended list of things that you would find useful oh. in a get home bag? Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of, a bit yes, a bit no. Uh, if you go to shop, S-O-T-G, that's a shop. SOTG.com. <laughs> uh, right now, did you know, Bill, that the month of May is officially the stop? It's the National Stop the Bleed Month, and uh, because it is the National Stop the Bleed Month, what we did, what Zachary did, because he's righteous like that, is uh, he put all of the of the kits on sale for the month of May. Hmm. So. That's a pretty cool thing. Indeed. Pretty cool thing. Oh man, we sold out of the boo boo books. I just saw that. Yeah, we, we got a we got a book called Beyond the Boo Boo that's all about traumatic medical training for citizens and looks like we're gonna have to hit the printer up and get some more of them. I think I have that. I know. Did you, you send that? that? I, yeah, I've got you. that. I've got that. Beyond the yeah, boo boo. I know. Yeah. That now that yeah. one that one is actually one that I understand. Some of the stuff, like, <laughs> I've actually been looking at the uh, the other books, and when, when I have a moment and I'm sitting there trying to bring my 1980s military mindset into line with what is, what generation would we call ground movement today? What would we call this? Is this fifth? Oh, the, I don't know. Just what we're doing today. What, what's been proven to work. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, we... We've come a long way, baby. Uh, we really have, you know, from basically uh, a warmed over Red Cross first aid, family first aid kit or course to legitimate traumatic 
first aid, you know, legitimate trauma training with the TCCC program. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and the great well, the, the book, if you get the book, you're like, well, what should I have and why should I have it? Well, that's exactly what the book's about. Uh, the Beyond the Boo Boo book is, I'll, I'll, since our store is out, I'll tell you guys a little secret. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I get I get I get paid either way, so it's cool. But uh, yeah, you know, the Beyond the Boo Boo book that tells you not only what you should have but why you should have it. Right. When it comes to traumatic first aid. But in your kit, if you want a get home kit, it needs to be something where you could, that you can use to stop and, you know, stop a, a bleeding injury, you know, repair yourself, stop gap a bad injury. Uh, cause if it is a crisis, everybody else is involved in it. It's not just you. Uh, and you should have some cash because, you know, like I said, I just ran into that and it wasn't a crisis. It was just like a normal everyday thing. They're like, Hey man, we can't process cards. So cash only if you want fuel. And if you need fuel and you got no cash, you're just SOL, you know. I guess you could trade them your Rolex or something for a tank of gas. <laughs> 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 but, you know, and, of course, you want self-defense tools on you. You should have you should have a, a serious flashlight, a re- serious reliable flashlight. You know, you should have uh, – I, I always have – something lethal, bright, sharp, and medical on me all the time when I step out of the front door. And that's, that's the, uh, we've talked, we've talked about that, right? Lethal, sharp, bright, and medical. That's the fundamental four. Lethal. You shouldn't leave your house without it. Sharp, bright, mm-hmm. and medical. Yep. Okay. Yep. Lethal, sharp, bright, and medical. I can remember that. Fundamental one. four. Yep, don't walk out your front door. Don't leave your house without those things on your body. So I want to ask you a question but in the little time we have left here. we got about two and a half minutes. So I just, you know, I, I do YouTube videos with gun reviews and everything else when I get the guns. And most of the time I'm buying the guns, so I don't have a bunch of people just sending me a bunch of guns to review. And the other day I decided to revisit two guns, an FN-509 and the Walther PDP. Now, I, like, I, I found out I like both of them. I compared them to a single-action Chambers pistol that was worth ten grand, and, of course, both of them came up lacking. So I got rid of them, and then I got them back. But then I took the FN-509 out, and I shot it against a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0. And I was actually doing a drill with it. I wasn't just getting out there and holding the gun and shooting it. I was actually drawing from concealment and aiming at a head target, right? I discovered quite to my amazement that with the FN-509, I'm quite good with that gun. There you go. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had that moment where you're sitting there going, "Well, I, you know, I thought I'd settled. I thought I decided this was gonna what I was gonna do," and then you shoot something and uh, that you were just thinking, "Oh, this is this is pretty solid," but it's not something I would, you know. Oh yeah, every once in a while you get a surprise like that. Uh, I tell you, what's really good is those uh, the Century Mete, the M E T E Mete, or you mean the Canic Mete? Yeah, the Canic that Century's bringing in. Um, really well designed and and little tiny they just made some little small adjustments here and there that if you really weren't paying attention you wouldn't notice but then when you realize it you're like oh 
I see. I tried a TP Combat Elite, and I didn't like the, 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 there was something in the geometry I just didn't like. It just seemed like it was way too snappy to me. And maybe it was because of the grip, or maybe it's just my hands or something. So I want to try the Mate because I've heard crazy good things about it. And uh, I will end up trying that. But I, I kind of think when I found out that I could shoot this FN 509 as well as I did, I had the very, I had the very basis model of the FN 509, and I had this M&P 2.0. And I went to my guy, and I traded both of them in on a FN 509 Tactical with the better sights and the better trigger, right? Mm. It's got some stuff on it that's sort of frivolous for me, but you know, other than that, it's tactical, and it has big tactical. magazines. Everybody loves big magazines that stick out. When I stick one of the tactical magazines in, it looks like a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to take that out and shoot. And if I can shoot it as good as I shot the other gun, I am home. There you that go. That means buying the buying the buying more mags, getting the holster. This will be this will be part of my get home strategy and everything else. Uh, the student of the gun, studentofthegun.com. This is where you would find everything that Mr. Uh, Mr. Markle does. Some of the things, his bluntness is so refreshing. The you know, it's not outrageous. It's funny, but all of it is genuine. All of it is true. He's never said anything that was not factual, and not not based on his fact or my truth or his truth. Just that's the way it is, Jack. There's just no other denying it, and and. Uh, that's the refreshing part. I I always have a good time when you come on. That's we even when we don't talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Hour number two is inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.